0: With us now prior to hopping on that flight to DC curves. Does it feel weird getting on a plane after two weeks at home?
1: No, it feels nice. <laughs> I mean, it feels, it feels normal. It, it was, it was honestly, I think it was a great homestand. It needed to be a good homestand that stretch from the middle of November, right up to the week before Christmas was a not even just all because it was on the road, but even the time at home was short as they blues didn't have more than a one game homestand. And they played a stretch of 17 consecutive games in different buildings, which is phenomenal. I mean, that, that really is quite a nugget. So, uh, nope, feels good. We'll go out to D.C. Uh, I, I think that the homestand was good for the Blues. I don't think it was great. It had a chance to be better. But the competition, and you look at everything in the right perspective, I think they did fine. And now you go uh, take on a team that's really in a very similar spot that the Blues are in, and you see if you can handle business on the road.
0: And Curtis we'll get to see a new face in Washington tomorrow as uh Banister confirmed today that Cabinet is out week to week and that we will see Adam Gaudet who was recently recalled today play on the third line. What are you hoping to see from Adam Gaudet when he makes his debut tomorrow night?
1: Well, you just one you just you want to see smart consistent play. Obviously being the leading scorer in the American Hockey League, he can you know he can put the puck in the net. He's got some NHL experience so he's not coming in you know, to a situation that he doesn't know what expectations are going to be. But you need to just see good, responsible hockey. And when you do that, the, the offense will come. So it looks as if he might play on that third line. Uh, so he'll get to, you know, it won't be five, six minutes a game. Maybe he's getting, you know, 10, 12 minutes a game. And we'll see how that goes for him. But uh, another opportunity for another guy that was in the minor leagues. And and you hope that he takes advantage of it because if he does, that's a, that's a very positive thing, obviously, for the big club.
0: Curbs, one guy that has taken advantage of it is is Matt Kessel in the games that he's played when Justin Falk was injured and Falk came back and Kessel dropped down to play with Perunovic and still has not been on the ice for an even strength goal against. What did you make of Bannister going back to Krug and Kessel after the last couple of games of Falk and Krug?
1: You know what, uh, I, I – I was a little surprised, honestly, to see them kind of broken up initially. So Same. I thought that I thought that Matt Kessel played pretty well there. Now, look, J- Justin Falk is Justin Falk, you know, and so you're going to work him back into the lineup and you got to get him up to speed and you also have to get him into some situations. So he gets back used to him after being out for a couple of weeks. So I, I think that's really important, but there seems to be something pretty good about the righty-lefty matchup scenario through all three pairings, which is something the Blues haven't had much of. And, and I like the look of it. But to your point, Alex, I mean, you, you have to give Matt Kessel all the credit for that. He, You know, when we talk about a player coming up and trying to make an impact and, and wanting to make an impact, he did exactly what you're supposed to do. He got in the lineup. He's played very well. He's proven what Drew Bannister had been telling us about where he was with his game. Drew Bannister has done a good job of putting him in in, in situations to make him successful as well. And Matt Kessel continues to earn that playing time. Now, look, fast forward a couple weeks down the road, what happens? At some point, you do have what Larry Plo used to call asset management. And... Whether it's because a Perunovic or a Tucker would have to clear waivers, eventually have to make a decision. We don't want to send a guy down, but we're going to because it helps us protect our depth for a little while longer. That could be a scenario. Or they say we can't afford to not do that, and that forces the hand to make another move. I don't know how that's going to shake out, but he continues to play well and do the job right now at this level, and that is all you can ask for from him.
0: Well, and to that point, Curbs, I talked with Kessel, I guess it was last week before a game where it was Falk returning and just asked him, you know, playing with Krug, and if you dip back down to Scott Perunovic, and he said, you know, I don't view this as a demotion or anything like that. He said, I view this as an opportunity to prove that I can play with anybody. And, man, I think that mindset is as important, if not the most important for a player right now with this Blues team.
1: Yeah, when you're a young player like he has, and you know you're basically approaching ten games in the National Hockey League, you're just happy that when you walk in that dressing room, you've got a you've got a sweater with your name on it. Yeah, you know, like in all seriousness, that's that's what matters the most there. So, you know, from Matt Kessel's standpoint, his job is just to come in, do what he's supposed to do, play the game, and and play it well, and and then the rest takes care of itself, and that's what he's done. I mean, look, when you come in and you. They could have. They could have. They basically decided to scratch Marco Scandella for two games because of the way he was playing, and that is not a statement on Marco Scandella. That's more a statement on Matt Kessel and honestly where this team is. Listen, how many times, whether it be baseball with the Cardinals, the Blues, whatever, whatever it is, they say, hey, you know, play the young guys, see what the young guys can do. This is one of those stretches I think where the Blues are also recognizing where they are, what they need to find out. This tells them a little bit more about next year and the year after, which is valuable information right now. And you're getting that without him costing you hockey games. That's a pretty good scenario right there for the St. Louis Blues.
0: And, curves the other teams that we saw at practice today, Drew Bannister electing to break up that top line. And he broke it up a little bit in the last game where he moved Kapnan up to the top. But now he's going with Buchnevich, Thomas, and Neighbors on that first line again and moving Cairo down to the second line with Shannon Hayes. What do you make of him deciding to break up that top line going into tomorrow night's game?
1: Well, the one thing that Drew Bannister, Tanner, has been trying to do is add some of that secondary balanced scoring. Now, what happened in the last game, and Joe Vitale mentioned this during the game, was you saw that, that top line pass up opportunities to shoot the puck. And, and instead, they tried to make that one extra pass, and then it got deflected, and, and it went out. Look, the best line for the St. Louis Blues, without any shred of doubt, is Butchnevich, Thomas, and Cairo. But every now and then, you do try to find some balance. You make it a little bit harder. You know, now the Washington Capitals are going to have to try to figure out, okay, we don't have to key in on that one line because now Kyrou's on that second line. Jake Neighbors has earned opportunities up the lineup. He's had a terrific, terrific season. You know, he's going to bring you a little bit more of that certainty, a little bit more of that puck grit, a little bit more of that get to the front of that and battle along the walls uh, than Jordan Kyrou does. So he brings that element to the line. And if they can do that and then find some chemistry with – with uh, with Kyru and Shen and Hayes, then then you really added some depth to your lineup there. So and then, of course, you know, with Kapan obviously being out, that's that's really what facilitates all this. And then it gives an opportunity for God as we mentioned, to come in and see what he can do.
0: Curbs, final one and we'll get you out of here on this because I know you gotta hop on the jet to uh, head to DC but you mentioned five four and one and it's a good home stand it was a good stretch for the blues in this 10 games against tough opponents being that record, everyone else around you seems to have leapfrogged you and kind of kept you in the same spot w- w- being five points out of a playoff spot and three points away from being a bottom six team in the in the National Hockey League, what do you make of this next 10 game stretch and the importance for the blues?
1: Well, somewhat surviving this last 10-game stretch was critically important. But it shows you that playing one game over 500 is isn't good enough in the National Hockey League. We really felt that to give themselves a really strong chance at the playoffs, you had to find your way to get to five, six games over 500, maybe seven before the break. They didn't do that. I think the next 10 games, to answer your question directly, Alex, really dictates the reality of where this team is going to be. And then it, it poses two questions. Yeah, If you're a player, I know that the group wants to claw and fight and believes that they can make the playoffs and go on a run. At some point, they've got to go on a run, and that's going to be the key. It's got to be a six- or seven-game win streak. It's got to be points in eight straight because you're playing decent hockey, but you're losing ground because teams are winning eight in a row, seven in a row. They're winning five of six. All right, and when a team ahead of you is winning five of six and you're winning you know, just one game over 500, that just doesn't quite get the job done. And then then at some point, as as you approach that March trade deadline, I believe it's March 8th, you know, as you get through that, you know, because remember, right after this next road, strip, uh, road trip and stuff, you're going to have that long break for the all-star break in the bye week, right, those first 10 days in February. Come out of that, you got three weeks left. Then the Blues have to decide what do we have, what do we look at for the future, and what do you do? And I, there's two ways of looking at it, guys, and this is blunt, and some like it, some don't. If you make the playoffs, it's great because you're going to get guys that have plenty of, or, you know, you're getting playoff experience for a Jake neighbors, the Kessels of the world, you know, and the young guys as well. And once you get in, you never know what could happen. And I believe the Blues have the goaltender that can be a serious difference maker. The other part of that is it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the end of the world if the Blues end up with another top 10 draft pick with the potential of maybe even getting a high one if they were to get lucky and win a draft lottery. You saw the talent that they drafted last year. You've seen what happens. And I I would encourage everybody to go back and look at the Boston Bruins and where they are now and where they were from 14 to 16, you know, just three years after after winning the Stanley Cup. They missed the playoffs by two years, and then it was in that second draft that they ended up with the Trent Fredericks and the, and the Charlie McAvoy, so if we're talking four, or five, six years down the road, or even playoffs, even after next year. Maybe, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to end up with a top 10 pick this year, even though I realize that some people don't like to hear that.
0: Yeah, well, we just talked about that too. Uh, Scott Wheeler, who covers prospects for the Athletic, was with us last week and said, like, if you want a number one defenseman, this is the year to get it in the top 10. So uh, an interesting position for the Blues to be in after picking top 10 last year and getting that forward. That was Dalibor Dvorsky. Curbs, always appreciate the breakdown in time, my man. Enjoy the flight to D.C., and we'll talk to you from the road tomorrow night with our First community credit union pregame
1: you got it hey tanner i love having you asking questions buddy
0: <laughs> thanks curbs i appreciate it hockey guy right. t-bone that's what we call later. him that's what we call hey, him listen, curbs. he's
1: got to do it I, he's got to join the conversation when, when we're on it i like his questions
0: well it's only bk we we, we, we say bk keeps him yeah, down rid of brandon and yeah, we get rid of brandon <laughs> and everybody thrives curbs oh, always appreciate
1: right, okay. it see you guys <laughs>